Well, latest update is, unfortunately, I found out this week that my son fractured his shoulder socket during a football game. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spira. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and sending us your questions. Uh, If you want to send us a note, it's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com. That's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com. But first, as always, uh, what is new, Lisa? What's the latest update? Well, latest update is unfortunately, I found out this week that my son fractured his shoulder socket Oof. during a football game. Unbelievable. That's all I'm going to say. And if you would have asked me when the injury happened, if I thought he broke his shoulder, I would be like, no, because. He just came off the field, um, sat on the bench. I didn't think anything of it. Next thing I know is it's a crazy story. So let let me start from the beginning. So it was actually the end of the game, Mm -hmm. and he went in for a tackle. And um, he he tackled the kid. He went down. He walks off the field, and I see him sitting on the the bench with the uh, physical trainer. And I'm like, oh, maybe he just sprained his arm, or I couldn't tell what was going on. So then the physical trainer said to me, you know, take him to the orthopedic. Mm. Now, mind you, it's seven o'clock at night. Where am I taking him? Yeah. So I called up my pediatrician and she's like, bring him to me. Right downstairs, we have x-ray department. So that's what I did. Um, In the meantime, I was so grateful that one of the moms on the team said, oh, I have a friend who's an orthopedic. I'm going to give him a call. Mm -hmm. So I happened to be at the pediatrician while he's getting his x-rays and the doctor called me and said, I'll wait in my office, come bring him to me after you're done with the x-rays. Yeah. I'm like, great, this is like all working out. This is, you know, great. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't in that much pain, but he wanted, they wanted him to get checked out. Right, yeah, as you should. So we went, um, it's like nine o'clock at night now and the poor doctor's waiting for us in the office. And uh, we get there and... You know, he sees the x-rays and he's like, you know, I'm going to give you a script for an MRI. Mm. So sure enough, the next day we go for an MRI and it shows that he has a late, I think I'm saying it right, labrum, labrum? a tear in his labrum. And um, the doctor suggests that, you know, something common to start physical therapy for, you know, Six weeks, but it could take up to three months for this type of injury to heal. Mm-hmm. I said, all right. So we actually started physical therapy. Oh, really? And, um, but for a week, so, so we started physical therapy. And within that week, my son's shoulder popped out of its socket like four times. Oof. Oh, that's brutal. And I'm saying to myself, but is this normal? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I've never had anybody with an orthopedic injury before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my husband and I are very close with um, his hand surgeon. You know, remember my husband had a bad injury about a year ago on his hands and we became very close with his hand surgeon. She's the best, Dr. Carlson. So I called her um, and and I was explaining to her what had happened to my son. And I go, you know, it just doesn't seem normal that his shoulder keeps popping out of the socket. Mm -hmm. I go, maybe I should come for another opinion. And she goes, can he come see my colleague, 
this happened like on a Friday afternoon. Can you come see my colleague Monday morning? I said, absolutely. Yeah. You know, listen, when it's your child, you'll drive, you know, across the moon. Right. To I mean, make sure. and you found Dr. Carlson because of a second opinion. Exactly. So, so um, Monday morning, sure enough, I took him to the city, HSS, best hospital ever. And um, the doctor, I took my, my discs with me for the x-ray and I had the MRI disc. I never leave a place without getting a copy of my. Oh, yeah my pictures thank god i did because again it it makes the transition easier Mm. and so um the doctor walks in and he goes um i've seen these injuries before but normally with this type of injury if you're telling me that his shoulder keeps popping out of the socket that means that there's a fracture somewhere now again i didn't know this so an mri sees soft tissue Mm -hmm. where a cat scan sees bone yep did not know that. Mm-hmm. So he sent me right downstairs to the CAT scan department, did a CAT scan on my son. He walks in the room. He goes, thank God I sent you for that CAT scan. I go, why? Oh, no. He said, because his bone is shattered. Not oh fractured, gosh. shattered. There's little pieces of bone <gasps> on the bottom of his shoulder socket. That's why it keeps slipping out. There's nothing holding it in. Wow. I mean, my Marco really wasn't in pain. No, no. I That's mean, like crazy. he was, he was cautious with his arm. He yeah. wasn't doing anything crazy, but I didn't think that he had a fracture. Right. Well, he showed me the CAT scan and he showed me exactly where the fractures were, and I could see it clearly. But you couldn't see it on the other one. I couldn't. I, I didn't read the MRI, just, I'm just so I'm curious not if, sure. If yeah, he did. Yeah. No, the, what it showed, the MRI showed the tear in the late labrum. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, he scheduled him for surgery the the following week, and now my son needed a bone graft. <laughs> wow! So they took a piece of bone from another part of his shoulder. Yeah. He screwed it into the where the fracture was. So now he's inherited a three um, inch screw for the rest of his life wow. in his shoulder, all over something so stupid. Like I would have never thought he yeah. had the injury that he had. No, especially if there was no you know, delay in getting up or... No, no. It was so crazy, Erica. Like, I would have never thought mm-hmm. that that this kid needed the surgery that he did. Yeah, I mean, I had a slight meniscus tear in high school, but that's something that makes sense of, like, it's not this wallowing pain. It's not a full tear. And it was just something of... I played for a while on it, and it was just, like, flare up. Yeah. And it's that thing of, like, kids keep flaring up, and it's bothering me after practice, mm-hmm. not during practice. Got the MRI and they were like, yeah, you have a slight tear, which so like you could keep playing with, but then it's going to fully tear. Yeah. Or do you repair it? And it's, um, it's, it always just sucks to have to, you know, sit out and not be able to play for whatever the amount of time is. Oh yeah. Marco's out for five months. So he's yeah. missing all of ice hockey season mm-hmm. and we're crossing our fingers that he'll be ready for lacrosse. Yeah. But it's- you know, if you know Marco, this is killing him because he is my complete sports kid. Mm-hmm. He does not sit still. He doesn't know how to sit still. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. How, how has he been in the recovery so far? So far, he's been okay. You know, he's he wants to be out there. He wants to be with his classmates. But he also knows that if he doesn't give his shoulder time to heal, that it's never going to heal properly. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen with many athletes, both Sometimes the athlete, but a lot of times the parents mm-hmm. of being like, so they can play, yeah, they can play, they can play, they can play, and no, I'm not that parent. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, like I was fortunate. I had parents that instilled in me a very like 
it needs to be fixed. Exactly. It needs to be fully healed. And then even when you get back, you don't get to go back 100%. Exactly. You practice a little, not mm-hmm. the full practice, all that stuff. But it it sucks, obviously. You know, anybody that's gone through any surgery, recovery yeah. time, you know, it sucks you feel like you are you can't do anything. Exactly. Um, but I was like, at least, well, he's probably happy to be at least busy working in the bakery, something to kind of keep him. Yeah, he's limited to what he's bit. doing. Yeah. But he's compensating with his left arm a lot. Yeah. So, but he's doing good. Yeah, well, I mean, Godspeed to him. I know it's not easy. Thank you. And it just, you know, it's not fun to sit on the sideline, no matter yep, what it is. Exactly. But uh, anyway, guys, if you have a question for us, email an update, uh, send us a note to what's up cuz pod at gmail.com. That's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com. Uh, so we have another update. This is from a woman who emailed in about trying to plan her wedding, obviously during all the COVID craziness, and if she should do the giant party that she always wanted or just an intimate thing. And uh, let's say, here we go. She says, what's up, Lisa and Erica? I emailed you guys last year about getting engaged and asking for wedding planning tips. Due to COVID, my fiance and I decided to have a small intimate ceremony with close friends and family in January. We practiced uh, social distancing and it turned out great. We also decided to have a reception later on our anniversary to celebrate with our extended family and friends. So thank you all for the great advice and tips. I love the podcast and can't wait for more episodes. Uh, P.S. Sending lots of prayers and love to Lisa with her medical journey. journey. Best wishes, Shamaya. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that congratulations. Sounds, yeah. Congratulations. That sounds like you guys had a great time and I would have definitely done exactly what you did. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, not to make this the medical podcast, but since we have <laughs> i feel like so many episodes were like well, here's a medical thing for me my kids my husband um i was gonna say are there any, any updates on uh your situation or uh well everyone knows obviously i had a hysterectomy and mm-hmm. um my body's starting to i think start starting to become normal again if that makes sense yeah um i think it went through shock for the first couple of months and yeah. between hot flashes and stuff like that but i think everything is regulating and we're on the up now well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling okay. Yeah, feeling good. I know it's not not easy. Um, all right. We have time for one email here. All right. This one's called Rich Friend. What's up, cuz? My name is Anna from Denmark. I really enjoyed the podcast, and I am a big fan. I have this friend that I have known for many years. We see each other occasionally and text. She is really nice if I need something, and I am sure she will be there. The issue is, is that she's too materialistic, and I actually call her a luxury hoarder, and she just laughs. She has everything from Hermes bags, etc. I do have some nice stuff myself, but I do not have the same Chanel bag in every color. And my life with two kids, a job, a husband is totally different than hers. I'm 37 and she is 44 with a 23-year-old daughter. Now, she has just gotten engaged to this wealthy man. And I'm quite sure that her other wealthy friends will plan a bachelorette party where we have to travel somewhere luxurious. I do not know her friends and I get very nervous as th- at the thought of it as I cannot relate to the life that she has and also because I cannot afford to spend thousands and thousands of dollars for a three-day trip somewhere just for a bachelorette party. I will go to her wedding as there will be many people, but my issue is more like the bachelorette party or her birthday parties that I can't really keep up with the crowd. How can I let her know about how I feel without hurting her feelings? Best, Anna. Um... You know, it's funny because I was thinking of so many different scenarios in this, but if if I was in that position and if she is truly your best friend, she should understand where you're coming from. And what I would do if I was in your position is 
I would definitely want to spend time with her, but maybe instead of doing the bachelorette party, maybe you call her and say, maybe you and I could do a spa day. Yeah, something. Or, you know, if it's the birthday party, maybe, you know, instead of the whole big glamorous, you and I could do you know, a dinner, just you and I. And as she's your best friend, she should, she should understand where you're coming from also. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had situations in the past, maybe not monetarily uh, in the same situation, but other situations of who feels comfortable with certain people. And, you know, I, I'm the type of person, I'm a pleaser. And if you feel uncomfortable around my friends, I don't want you to feel that way because then it makes me uncomfortable. Right. So I would want to do something privately with you because you cared. I care about you just as much as I care about my other friends. Mm. Um, so that's what I would do. I would, I would sit down with her and say, I love you. You're my best friend. You know, um, I, I totally understand that you have other friends also, but I want to do something with you because this is what I could afford. And this is how I, I want to feel comfortable with you. So that's probably what I would do. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of stuff you could do that also like somewhat helps with the wedding planning. You know, exactly. you could get your nails done with her. Yeah. The day before her wedding, whenever her nail appointment is, you could be like, hey, I want to treat to that. I, I can't do the bachelorette, but I'd yeah. like to contribute in some way. Um, I know, honestly, all my friends have gotten married. They've been like, you know, what's really a big help is when someone offers to help you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Something you really need help with. But yeah, like you said, it's like, you know, a lot of times just having lunch or dinner with someone I haven't seen in a while and just to be able to sit and hang out for yeah. like two hours is the nicest gift for me and them. Exactly. Um, like my best friend and I, we both live in New York City. And what we started doing at Christmas, instead of getting each other gifts, is we were like, why don't we just do a nice dinner somewhere? Yeah. Like, let's go somewhere we haven't tried. You know, New York is known for steakhouses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I'm never just going to a steakhouse all the time. Like, I don't have the money to do that. But for Christmas, it's like, hey, all right, instead of me buying you a gift for yeah. whatever, maybe $100, it's like, Let's both just go have a great dinner, split the bill, have a nice time. Exactly. It makes sense. It's it's more intimate. It's more um, memorable. Yeah. If and that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's just tough, though, because it's like I think a lot of people, no matter the amount of money you have, a lot of us feel kind of like shame with mm-hmm. money or, you know, people don't like to talk money, which is totally understandable. So I've been there of being like, I can't afford this and almost feeling like I don't want to say that. But anytime anyone has ever said that, I don't feel like I've ever heard anybody, at least that I'm friends with, ever shame anybody or no. Listen, everyone's lifestyle is different, and we accept everyone, and and there's different things you could do with different people. Yeah, definitely. And listen, I've had listen, I've had bachelorette parties I could afford to go to, and I just didn't want to. (laughs) There's also that. It's like, look, sometimes you do have the money, and you go, I just don't want to spend it here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's. I think you'll be all right. I think your friend will understand. Yeah, I agree. Just sit down and talk to her. Yeah, and I mean, hey, if she has a problem with it, then you're going to save a lot of money. You don't got to go to that way. (laughs) (laughs) If she's your true friend, she won't have a problem with it. No, she won't. But. Thank you so much for emailing in. Uh, if you guys want to send us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuz, P-O-D at gmail.com. So that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Till next time. Bye. Bye. I feel like someone gave me the horns. And you know what? <laughs> I hope whoever it is watches out because it comes right back at you. Mm, yeah. <laughs>
Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Up Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spira. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got some updates for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and sending us your questions. If you want to send us a question, you can email us at whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So as always, we'll start with a little update. Uh, what is new with you, Lisa? Erica, I think someone has a conspiracy against me. Okay? <laughs> okay. I think someone gave me the evil eye. Really? Well, you know, I'm going to be 40. Am I going to be 42 or 43 this year? 42. I'm going to be 42 years old this year. Wow. And everyone was always like, oh my God, you don't have any white hair. Oh my God, you don't have any white hair. And let it be known. I never had white hair. No? You never even found like one little strand? No. That's lucky. Up until, (laughs) up until (laughs) most recently. And it's like, it's not one little strand. It's like many little strands. Really? And I'm like, what is going on? Someone gave me the evil eye. And it is brand new. Like your hairdresser- Brand like, new. Never caught it. Never caught it. Oh man, because I was gonna new. say when you were blonde, it's easier to like not see them. Yeah, but I've been dark now for about a year or so, yeah. even more. And no, never no. had any white hair issues till most recently. That's and I feel like someone gave me the horns. I feel like someone gave me the horns. And you know what? <laughs> I hope whoever it is <laughs> watches out because it comes right back at you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, four kids. Lucky you were not getting them earlier. You know, what can it be? Is it the stress of COVID? Is it the stress of, you know, my son and his whole, like, college dilemma? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different variables. But the stress really coils white hair, honestly, Erica. Does it really? I mean, that's what people say. I mean, my dad always makes the joke of, like, once he had daughters was when he really went gray but it's like That's you always were joke. going gray you know it was always gradual every year it's just yeah you're older <laughs> you were yeah. a little older when you had uh, me and my sister but. but does it really happen that fast I, I i feel like it's just like how time works with anybody you know look at your kids where you're like wasn't it five minutes ago that they were you know this tall and then it just suddenly uh, two seconds yeah but it's like my whole life it's crazy because like my whole life I was pretty much blonde mm-hmm. and then like this last year I go to dark hair and don't have any white hair. Now all of a sudden I got white hair and I, I, I don't want to go back to blonde just yet. Mm. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's uh, I love having dark hair. I love my hair. But the one negative is I saw this happen with my mom. She was like you actually. She didn't have a lick of gray hair. I feel like till around 40. Uh huh. And then even then she didn't just get, it wasn't like, you know, your full roots are coming in gray. It was like one little strand, then another little strand. then another, And then it was finally at the point that it's like, there was enough strands that it was like, all right, it's worth it to dye it. But it just sucks when you have that dark hair, they stick out. Like you can't mess up. Yeah. I'm very like self-conscious now. Like I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I mean, I pulled up, I just searched this on the internet to see. And it says, from the time a person notices a few gray hairs, it may take more than 10 years for all the hair to turn gray. Oh, so I'm lucky. So I still got... You got a little time? A little time, hopefully. Like, as of right now, would you say it's like, how many hairs is it? Can you count them or is it too many to count? No, I would say maybe, you know, if I had to count my whole head from what I could see, maybe 20, 25 hairs. Okay, that's not bad. And that's on my whole head what i see right okay i don't think that's bad uh it says some people think that a big shock or trauma 
can cause a person's hair uh, to turn gray practically overnight, but scientists don't believe that this is the truth. Maybe it's my hysterectomy. Can uh, that be Honestly, it? it might be. I mean, that's... Of all the things you've had, that's kind of been a major turn of events that it happened after that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. how many weeks after that did you notice one? Maybe a couple... Maybe a month or so? Two months, maybe? Might be it. It might just be a hormone thing. It sparked it. Maybe. But I don't like it. Yeah. Give me back my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that other ovary back. Yeah, I have uh, I have two. Only two. Uh-huh. Uh, and one is, like, where I part my hair. So I've just started parting my hair just a little bit uh-huh. so you don't see it. Because the number one thing any hairdresser has ever told me is don't pluck them. Partly of the old wives' tale is if you pluck them, then two grow back. But more importantly, your physical hair, how it grows back, uh-huh. it will grow back, like, the kind of hair that sticks straight up. Oh, great. And it won't be, like... I don't know the correct term, but whatever higher quality of hair that the rest of your hair is. So she was like, listen, if you're going to like try to get rid of it, just cut it. Uh-huh. She was like, just take scissors and cut it out. Don't rip it out. Oh my goodness gracious. So, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know what to think anymore. I'm getting old. Yeah. Well, I mean, plenty of people go through that. So could be worse. It could always be worse, right? Could always be worse. Thank God for her hair dyes. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Although I have thought about I mean, I feel like this depends on age because weirdly now I do feel like it's kind of in style to be fully gray. I couldn't do it, Erica. I'm yeah. sorry. I could not do it. But not right now. Not at this part of my life. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you should, but like, haven't you seen like young people are dyeing their hair and it's like this such bleachy kind of blonde. It's almost this like lilac purple. Yeah, but the difference is it's the 20 year olds that are doing it. Yeah. So even though they're doing it, they're still 20 years old. True. Very <laughs> true. Yeah. But it is. I mean, I've seen some ladies walking around New York that like they rock the gray and i'm like more power to you oh yeah you listen know? if that's what you want to do more power to you but for me right now yeah not ready for it yeah but to have that shiny glistening gray they still do have to do maintenance to it they still go to the salon and they do like some type of treatment really to, it's something it's literally like almost like a purple kind of shampoo thing uh my old boss used to do it it was a guy and he had uh-huh. this beautiful shiny silver hair and long and thick uh, but he told me he goes to the salon and they do this type of treatment because something with gray hair, it will like have parts of it that look like yellowy really, or something. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just from like wherever you live in the water when you shower or chlorine in the pool. Like, I don't know what it is, but he so basically weird. was like, yeah, I don't dye it, but I still have to go and do this treatment to have it be this like shiny silver. Oh my silver, goodness gracious. So. You think back in the day, men and women really did what they had to do like we do this day and age. Uh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things. Too you much can maintenance, do. man. Too much maintenance. We don't live a simple life anymore. No, I've always thought about that. I'm like, if I really got like a, remember that? Uh, did you ever watch that show? It was on TLC actually. Um, what not to wear? Yes. There was the Stacey Clinton girl had yep. the dark dark hair, and she had a piece of the white, and I she remember. suddenly had that strip of the gray. Yeah. But I would watch her, and I'd be like. I, maybe I could do that. Like, I was like, okay. She looked good in it. Yeah, yeah. she pulled it like, off. Some people could pull it off. Yeah. I definitely can't. Right. Well, listen, I, I agree with you that if I was 40, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to be the gray, gray-haired lady <laughs> yet, you know? But, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, Italians, but I'm like, yeah, I remember my grandmother was, you know, almost 80, and she would still dye her hair, and she looked, she looked good, good, you know? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Whatever makes you happy, whatever you want to do. She looked good. I've seen it work either way. So. Exactly. 
but uh, I'm sorry for your pain, and uh, I might be there <laughs> in a year or two as well. So, hopefully not, Erica. Yeah. I'm gonna say hopefully not. That's why. That's why I always held off on fussing with my hair color. Yeah. I was like, there's gonna be a day that I might have to dye it. Exactly. And then I'll experiment and do whatever. So you're right. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, we have some questions to get to. So if you guys have any questions you want to send in, email us at whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So our first one is baby fever. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hi, ladies. Big fan of the show. Love listening to the podcast. And I'm emailing about my severe case of baby fever. Backstory about me. I'm almost 25. Got married to my wonderful husband. He's almost 27 back uh in june he and i have been together for almost six years and i'm at the point where i really want a baby he is nowhere near that stage and wants to wait two to three years what can i do or say to persuade him to get excited for the idea of fatherhood whenever i mention a baby he just talks about how we won't have a life after lisa when did you and buddy realize you guys were ready to both become parents love the podcast from emily from milwaukee Emily from Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Buddy and I got married very, very young. Um, I remember I was uh, 21. I was 21 years old when I got married. Crazy, now that I think about it. And, um, you know, but you have to realize Buddy was working full time. I was working full time. We were in our early 20s, but we really were living the lifestyle of 30-year-olds. Yeah, you and know. well, both of you, you were already working full time for yeah. a while because yeah. you did a two year degree. I did, yeah. So then, yeah, since 20, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I graduated early. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And Buddy was what, 17, 18? He was 17 when he started working full time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we got married early and we decided to start having children very early. Mm hmm. So we were married six months when I found out I was pregnant with Sophia. Mm-hmm. Going, thinking about it now, um, do I wish we would have waited a couple of years? I do. But was it the thing of like, I don't know if this is too personal to ask, but was it kind of the like, well, we won't use birth control and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No, we, say it was we, more were, we were more like planned. planned yeah. yeah. Okay. So... But again, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have definitely waited a couple of years because children are a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. I love all four of my children. They are a blessing. They are the happiest things in the world. But you do lose that one-on-one with your spouse for a mm-hmm. little bit. And um, yourself. And yourself, <laughs> yeah. I call it the baby-making years. Yep. Because you put yourself on the back burner you put your your relationship on the back burner and then as the children do start getting older you have to rekindle that that relationship again not that it was ever gone mm-hmm. but your life becomes so routine with the children because their schedules there's you know feedings there's there's snaps and sleeping it's become so routine mm-hmm. that everything else does get put on the back burner mm-hmm. so do I wish that my husband and I waited two years? I do. I, I do. But but it didn't happen that way for us, which is okay because there was a different plan for us. Um, we had our children early, which all that means is that now we have kids that are in college and we're still young. So we're going to do what we should have done, you know, 17, 18, 19 years ago. We're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. 
So there's good and bad in both ways. But if you don't have any children yet, I would say at least give it a year. Yeah. And and look at where you are in a year with your husband and maybe you'll be ready then and and maybe he won't be or maybe he will be but give it some time Mm -hmm. i would definitely give it some time yeah i mean you are 25 yeah there's no (laughs) the biological clock is not ticking on you so you have that going for you you have you have the person you love that you want to have kids with you already married you're ahead of a lot of people in life trust me so you don't have a biological clock ticking and i mean i think the biggest thing you said lisa was that you know, Buddy also wanted them right yes. then and there. And, you know, it's kind of that saying like happy wife, happy life. It's like, well, also happy husband, happy life, you know, exactly. That if you really want someone to help you, well, it is partly their decision as well. So yeah, I think him saying wait two to three years. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, And, and he's saying two to three years now, but I yeah. would give it a full year without bringing it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to back off. Exactly. And, and at, at the year mark, Maybe bring it up again and see mm-hmm. where you guys are at. Or I mean, you want to know a trick? This is what happened to uh, my aunt, actually. So my mom's sister. Of Her and her husband were together, I think, five, six years. Whatever. Having a great time. No kids, right? Both working, double income. Great life. My mom had my brother and I. When they would come to visit, just me and my brother, they were very like, yeah, we're not ready. Then all of a sudden, when she had my sister, they like were holding my sister, this baby. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, they had that click of like, okay, we're ready. Yeah. So you want a little trick? You got family members that have a baby? Just go see the baby. Because <laughs> honestly, it might change your own mind. You might be like, yeah, you know what? Beautiful thing. Not yet. Yeah. But also it could change your husband's mind of like, oh, okay. You You're know. right. You're absolutely right. And, and again, it brings me to me now. I have teenagers and not that I don't love babies anymore, but I I don't go goo goo gaga when I see one. Yeah, you know? right. Oh, they're cute and all, but no, I don't have to hold them. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think about, uh, you know, I have family members, I'm sure you do, that like you kind of notice that about them too. Yeah. Or some of them are very just like, yeah, I already did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, I had four of my own. So, yeah, I'm good. I'll exactly. come visit. I'm not going to babysit. Exactly. And I'm like, no exactly. problem at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, congratulations. You know, you're with someone you love. It's going to come eventually. So thank you for emailing in. Uh, I hope you guys have a great, I don't know, great holiday season. And, and I would say chill out for a year. I'm I would it definitely up. chill out and, you know, leave it in God's hands. Whatever is going to be is going to be. Yeah, definitely. So uh, thank you so much for emailing in. If anyone else wants to send us a question, it's what's up cause pod at gmail.com. That's what's up cause pod at gmail.com. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week. Till next time. Bye. Bye.